Welcome to the Joey Harris Show, the place for my thoughts, feelings, rants, ramblings, rules for life, commentary, and anything else that sticks to the wall of my brain. Because this is life at the speed of my mind. Greetings to you, and welcome to the first show of 2014. We have lots of exciting things coming up this year. I am so just jazzed to be here with you all for the first show of 2014. It is going to be great, the first show. Heading off, kicking off, rather, the run-up to my first year anniversary of being on the air. One year of being on the air is exciting, and we're going to talk all about that coming up in the upcoming weeks. But for tonight's show, it is also the birthday of one of my favorite characters, and that is it is the historical um, observation and celebration of the birth Sherlock Holmes. Yes, scholars have figured out and have uh, placed this date as the birthday of Sherlock Holmes. And in celebration of that, a large chunk of our show tonight will be taking, um, um, talking rather about Sherlock Holmes. And that starts us off. We have not had one in a while, but it starts us off with a very funny joke of the week. Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson went on a camping trip. After a good meal and a bottle of red, they lay down for the night and went to sleep. Some hours later, Holmes woke up, noticed his faithful friend, and said, Watson, I want you to look up at the sky and tell me what you see. Watson said, I see millions and millions of stars. Sherlock says, and what does that tell you? After a minute or so of pondering, Watson says, astronomically, it tells me that there are millions of galaxies and potentially billions of planets. Astrologically, I observed that Saturn is in Leo. Horologically, I deduced that time that time is approximately a quarter past three in the morning. Theologically, I can see that God is all-powerful and that we are small and insignificant. Meteorologically, I suspect that we have a beautiful day today. What does it tell you? Holmes was silent for about 30 seconds and said, Watson, idiot. Someone has stolen our tent. I just think that is a funny joke. But you know what? It tells you a lot about the way that the human mind works, the way that people are. Some people will get bogged down and tell you about the significant things and miss the big picture entirely. But I must confess that I have been one of that number many times myself. So I've been in both Holmes machines as well as Dr. Watson in that case. Here's a little bit of history about home course written about and chronicled from um, Charles Compton Doyle, um, who was a doctor and started writing the pastime between patients. Started off writing first a couple of novels about Holmes of Study and Scarlet and the Sign of Four, both of which were very well received and not as well received as the story that made Sherlock Holmes famous. The first set of stories that Arthur 
Arundel wrote was Strand Magazine, and he was um, consigned and uh, contracted out to write a series of stories featuring Lord Strand. And that first series of stories became what is known as The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And by that time, Doyle was already tiring of what would be his most famous character, but not his only character. He also wrote about Professor Challenger and the Lost World uh, series. But Holmes remains far and away his most popular character, but he already was tired of Holmes by the end of the first series of stories. To get himself out of this quandary or conundrum, Conan Doyle thought and thought came up with a brilliant plan to him. When the strand came around for uh, to negotiate a contract for a second series of stories, Conan Doyle placed a price that he thought was so astronomical that no magazine or no company would ever agree to it. It was just far too pricey. Unfortunately for him, the strand agreed to his terms. And now he was cut for a large amount of money to write the second set stories. Well, Doyle was a huge proponent of the fool me once. Shame on you. Fulton's wife, shame on me, full of thought. And so he vowed that he would never have that problem again. And so at the conclusion of the second set of stories, he wrote um, The Final Problem, The Adventure of the Final Problem, in which Sherlock Holmes seemingly falls to his death as Reichenbach falls, battling now with his arts nemesis, Professor Moriarty, the Napoleon of Crime. And so Doyle gives a hero's farewell to his character and sets about doing other things. He had told his mother, or had written to her, that he was thinking of doing this, and she said, you can't chance. You mustn't steal home. But he did. And he was satisfied. Public outcry was at its peak, and for probably a lot of reasons, number one of which financial, Holmes eventually comes back. Conan Doyle writes first the most well-known of the Sherlock Holmes stories, The Hounds of Baskerville, set written after Holmes' supposed death before it. And then a couple of years later, he writes The Adventure of the Empty House, in which Sherlock Holmes makes a full turn to London, having faked his death and not actually gone over the falls with Moriarty. Holmes sets up shop and is back to doing what he does best. But 
And so, as a result, home stories were written about for years to come. And indeed, the numbers of stories about Sherlock Holmes now written by many authors have far outweighed the stories that Doyle wrote during his lifetime. And Sherlock Holmes is more popular than ever. I mean, excuse me, just think about it now. You've got a series of theatrical films starring Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, of which there will probably be a third film. Everybody will sign on. They want to do a third film. It's just a fact of getting everybody together, making sure the script is right, et cetera, et cetera. You've got a highly popular show from the BBC entitled Sherlock taking place over uh, during the modern era of shows in its extremely limited run. It is a short run of each season or series, as they call it, of three episodes of each. And the new season is set to bow week after next on the 19th of January. And so I'm looking forward to that. In addition, there's a highly successful American show from CBS called Elementary, again, with a modern homeship crime played by Johnny Lee Miller with Lucy Liu playing the role of Joan Watts instead of John Watson. So Sherlock Holmes now on his birthday yet still more popular than before. So, but thinking about Doyle and thinking about the problems that he had with Holmes first being tired of him and then the problem of how to bring him back. And there's an apocryphal story about uh, Holmes and, and Doyle that will bring to mind the main story that I have for you all this week. And the story goes like this. Doyle was walking along the waterfront one day. He was stopped by a man that says uh, Sherlock Holmes may not have died as fall, but he was never the same man afterwards. And Doyle says that this is not necessarily true. Some of the later stories hold up just as well as the earlier stories that before a final problem. And the, the thing of it was is that it just became, as time went on, harder and harder to treat people. People pretty soon get wise to what you're trying to um, sell them. That brings them not a point. Let people what they want. It doesn't change what the truth is. It reminds me of that uh, poem that I have read before on our shows. If I read Kip and that part um, where it says if you can 
hear the words you've spoken by name for fools. See, our words, our deeds, our actions will always be twisted by names to make a trap for fools. What we need to do is hold fast and hold steady. I learned this almost 21 years ago, and I want to share that story with you tonight. Our main story tonight, I call it the donut stand. In June of 1993, my church youth group took a trip to the beach. It was a large Easter trip that summer. We took two carloads down to the beach to enjoy some time away from the hustle and bustle of our everyday lives. And we had met up with a pastor who used to pastor a church here, and now he had been transferred to the beach. And so we met with him and his youth group, and we intermingled with them in a place called Regalwood. I always remember that when I used to go and do stand-up comedy late night at Wilmington. I always drive through Regalwood and would always enjoy the memories of that time. But we met with them and we made new friends and had fellowship and ate. And it was always It's just a fantastic time. And then we went to the beach one afternoon and more excitement and splashing around and swimming. Some people laid on on the sand of the beach. Others went swimming. Some tried their hand at fishing and and just doing different things, swimming out in the ocean and having just a really good time. My best friend Bubba and I, Explore the boardwalk area and the surrounding areas. So we got permission and then we snuck off and just took in the sites of things that were around the front area. And along the boardwalk, we discovered, and I used discovered in quotation marks, brick donuts. Anybody who knows the uh, beach area of North Carolina knows about Brit's Donuts. It's just simply that. It's a donut, coffee, and I believe uh, milk or other treats. It's a fantastic donut place, but it's just a simple glazed donut. Well, Bubba and I uh, paid with our money and got a sack of donuts. And these were the most amazing donuts that we have ever tasted and we felt like we had discovered the secret fountain of youth place these donuts were so good these were excellent donuts and we decided to keep it to ourselves if you let everybody in on the donut place then It doesn't become that special anymore. So, donuts in hand, 
we hit the place secrets and went back to where we were supposed to meet up with everybody else. But in the interim, between the time we left and the time everybody else met, guess what happened? Everybody else discovers Brit's donut and try to discredit us. You see, if you hold back and don't take the credit and then trying to say that you had discovered it before, even though you had proof, they'll say, whatever, we discovered it. And no amount of cajoling, arguing, or proof will stand in anybody's way. Which leads me to one of my first rules. I said in the beginning of the of every episode that I have rules for life, and I do. And one of them is this: sometimes, no matter what you do, you can't win. It's not possible for you to win. And when that happens, the best that you can do is to try to lose as little as possible. That's the Harris rule. Call it playing for neutral. At the end of the encounter, make sure that you are pretty much where you were at the beginning of the encounter because you're not going to be allowed to win. So try to lose as little as possible. Play for neutral. As I have embarked from the first full week, 2014, I'm 10 days away from my 36th birthday. I've learned a lot over the past year. A lot of things have changed over the past year of my life. And to go back two years of my life, oh, forget about it. So much has changed. Things don't even look the same anymore. But I've also noticed the people that have come in and out of my life during that time through nobody's fault. I have gotten in the past, I don't know, kicked off is not the right word for it. Ashamed is not really the word for it. Saddened would be the closest thing. Wondering what I've done wrong. You see, I've noticed sometimes in my life that you lose, especially on social media. And you have to say to yourself, so what? And people have told me to say that. So what? They want your friends to begin with. But losing friends on Facebook or followers on Twitter, not random strangers, people whom you like, admire, and respect, all of a sudden aren't your friends or aren't following you anymore. And you wonder what it is that you've done make them stop following you. And 
you get downed and you get sad. But life doesn't end there. Even though I get saddened and I get bummed out that I've done something to lose friends or followers amongst people who I like, admire, and respect, they've got to live their life. And I've got to live my life. And everyone here who listens has to live their life. You hate it. You wish it weren't so. But the next day when you wake up, if you wake up, you still got to go throughout the day. So this is what I said. Live your life and conduct your life. As if not that those people don't matter. They do matter. Everybody matters. It's that live your life that maybe they're taking a break, but that they'll miss you and that they'll want to come back and they'll want to see what great things you are doing with your life. Sometimes people hold you back from what can make you the greatest person that you can be. We all go through those deserts of life. When you crawl through the desert or the valley, you make it back up to the top of the mountain. And maybe that's just one of several mountains that you have to conquer. But take note of the people who have stayed with you the whole time. Take note of the people who haven't. Maybe some of those people you like, admire, and respect shouldn't have your admiration or respect. Maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't. If not, then wish them well on their way because you don't know what they've been going through. Maybe it's just their time to do something different. Wish them well. And wish them good luck. Because it's a hard time out there for anybody. And nobody should go at it alone. That's what this past year has taught me. Nobody should have to go it alone. I'm so thankful that I have people in my life who care about me, who love me, and who want me to do well. And I'm thankful for you all because without you all, none of this seems worth it. Thank you for making it worth it. And that's just about all the time that we have here tonight. But before we go, I'd like to first thank you all for being here tonight. Remind you that you can get me in a variety of places. I am on Twitter. I am at D. 
Joey Harris. That is at T-H-E-J-O-E-Y-H-A-R-R-I-S. You can be my friend at Facebook. Find me at facebook.com forward slash Joey H37. And as always, if you want to email me, my email address is joeyharriscomedy at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me tonight. Coming up next week, we may have some on our show, which will be exciting. We'll also be talking birthday week thing, as well as other things coming up. We may talk about a little bit of sports with the college basketball season heating up and the NFL playoffs underway. But all of that and more next week. So for this week, it is just about all the time we've got. So until next week, good night, everybody. And stay warm if you are in um, the U.S. because it's getting cold out there. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye.